Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. To set the tone for this year and our opening you know, series, this series is, is gonna be entitled Salt and Light. And we're gonna meditate on Matthew chapter five, uh, verses 13, I believe, through 16. And we're gonna really focus on what it really means to be salt and light. What, does the, what is Jesus saying to us when he's saying that and what he's calling us that? And I mean, to be honest with you, we, we kind of did some, Rachel and I kind of did some, you know, studying last night and kind of talking last night. And I really got excited. So I had to calm myself down because there was so much in this. This verse is so loaded with so many practical and uh, significant aspects to what we experience every day. Jesus is just something else. It's just something else. So a lot of times I want to encourage you. When we read the Bible, ask the Lord to, to illuminate your heart, to illuminate your mind. Don't just allow scriptures to just be like, okay, words. Like, what did you mean, Lord? Like, you had to condense life in, this, in these few verses. And there's something in here that you want to show me that's going to blow my mind. What is that? What is it? And chew on it and meditate on it and allow the Lord to take you on this journey because he desires to share intimate truth with you. He's excited to talk to you. So if we go to Matthew chapter 5, and we can start at verse 13. I'm going to be reading the New Revised Standard Version here. And this is where we're going to be for this series in this, this particular few verses here. Okay. And it reads, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Okay. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under a bushel or basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. In order for us to kind of, I guess, grasp in a, a little more relevant way, what it really means when Jesus says you are the salt of the earth, I think it, just, it would be exciting to talk about salt and talk about the significance of salt and why Jesus told us that we're salt. He didn't remind us that we were made of dust. He didn't call us anything else. In this particular verse, when he's talking about our significance to the earth and to this world and to those around us, he called us the salt of the earth, which begs you to think about, okay, well, what is the significance of salt? But mainly, even pulling back, right, the significance of the salt of the earth. Jesus, being a master teacher, used things, everyday things, things that we could, if we set our mind to understand it, extract deeper truths as to the greater message of what he's saying, right? So I love science. That's that's one of my, my things. I love science. Science excites me. You know, it's one of them things. I just, you know, it's just 
very exciting. So when I started to look at this from a scientific perspective, I was blown away as to the importance and significance of salt beyond the fact that it tastes good and is very necessary for your food to really be good, right? It's, it's more than, you know, uh, a spice in that sense. Salt in its significance to the earth, um, I found out, is extremely vital to maintaining life on this planet. As far as we know, the earth is the only planet that has life right now, right? And the life that's sustained in this planet is because there are specific things that are happening that make that possible. And salt is one of them. And I'll try to explain why in a very brief way. And this is just going to be an introductory as we go forward. But I think this is going to kind of help us to really understand what Jesus was saying, you know, through this whole thing. Right. So we notice that the greatest content of salt on this planet is in the ocean. Right. So we all been swimming before and jumped in and got a whole mouthful of very, 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 very salty water, which made me start to think about, OK, well, if the oceans have a high, the highest content of salt in that way or the taste of salt and saltiness, then that means most of the earth is consumed by salt, right? Over 70% of, of the earth is salt water. And then it made me start thinking about, okay, fine, well, it's salt water, okay, that's great, but why, why is the ocean so full of salt? Why is that body of water so full of salt? Then what is the role of the ocean in maintaining our life? And then why would Jesus call us the salt of the earth? So it made me start looking up the importance of why the ocean is so salty and led me on this journey. So basically, this is a little, a little bit of science. I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but this is just me trying to relay it, okay? So the ocean has the most concentrated amount of salt on the earth, but it's not the only body of water on earth. We also have seas and lakes and, and rivers and all that, right? Um, but science says that although the ocean has the highest concentration of salt, the other bodies of water also have a level of salt in them. But the fact that the ocean has as much salt as it is, is because of the runoff. So a lot of the water in the lakes and the rivers actually run off and drain into the ocean. Now, the only water on the earth that does not have salt in it is the water that comes from rain. So the water that comes from heaven is the only uh, water that's completely fresh water. Everything else, once it touches the land, has a little bit of salt in it, right? And the way salt is, is accumulated is when the raindrops come down and hit the ground, there's a chemical reaction that happens when, it, when the rain hits this atmosphere. By the time it hits the rocks in the ground, that's when the salt starts to come out of the earth and starts to accumulate into the water. So salt comes from the land two ways. The other way is underneath the ocean, there are uh, volcanoes and different rocks underneath the ocean that also create, when they erupt, they also create an environment for salt to be produced in the ocean as well, right? So you have all these chemical reactions happening in the ocean. And just think about this, the many times we went to the beach, right? We didn't think the beach is just pleasurable for us, but there's something happening in the unseen and the chemistry of the water that's actually making it possible for us to sustain life on this planet, right? And it's not even us sustaining life on this planet, this is God doing it. And this is God that already did it, but that's a sidebar. So the two ways from underneath the ocean and then from the runoff of the mountains and the rocks and, and the things like that, right? So what happens then in the ocean is there is a current 
that happens. This chemical reaction uh, creates this Gulf Stream that circulates this water, this charged water with salt in it, circulates throughout the planet that creates an environment that's conducive for vegetation, that creates an environment that's conducive for fish to flow different places so we can catch them and eat. So many things are happening all because of the concentration of salt in the earth, right? So you think about that. Let's think about this. And this is, this is, this is something that's happening every day. This is something that we experience every day. Carbon dioxide, the ocean is one of the greatest producers of the oxygen that we breathe on this earth because of the chemical reaction that happens with the salt in the ocean. So if the salt level in the ocean is um, tampered with, um, is decreases. decreases in any way, that then will affect the earth, which will affect us. So this is, this, we can look at this a couple ways. We can look at this as the fact that we thank God for sustaining us in ways that we could never understand, which is why God tells us not to worry because God is sovereignly working. He has already from eternity, in, the, in Genesis, when he created everything, this was already put in place. And it wasn't until recently that, um, that we are now discovering what God already made and coming to a greater understanding of what God has already done in the earth. So when Jesus calls us the salt of the earth, it is more than us just being flavor for the earth, even though that's extremely important. Because in the very elements of salt and what it does in the ocean and what it does is it, cre it, it creates an environment that is conducive for other things to live. It creates an environment for other things to flow. Salt is known to produce electricity and power and things like that. So what we're going to do in this series, is we're going to go through um, the significance of salt and light. This is the first few weeks are going to be salt. And we're going to talk about and try to explore what Jesus meant when he said, you are the salt of the earth. So just a few facts that I found that were really interesting. The earth is 70%, 70% of the world is covered with salt water, which makes salt water ecosystems the largest on the planet. It is also estimated that 50% of all known species on earth are supported by salt water ecosystems. And it is believed that there are millions of more species in the oceans that we have not even discovered yet. And that's a scary thought, right? To think about how big God is and to think about how big we think our problems are, that there are still things that God has created in this planet that we live on, that he's given us dominion over that we have not even discovered yet. And then finally, salt water provides almost half of the oxygen on the planet, like we said. And salt water ecosystems take, take carbon and turn it into oxygen. So this is process that's happening to help us sustain life which calls us to really consider when Jesus calls us the salt of the earth, what is he calling us to sustain? What is the significance of you being what the Lord called you to be? And the real significance of what you are designed to be in this earth. So when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's really, and we're not gonna go into that in depth, but it really just um, calls us to a place of an awareness of who we are in him. And in order for us to really walk into our purpose even more and be active in that way, there's a characteristic of us that must be uh, tangible to those around us, right? It's, it's significant that we 
fully activate who God has called us to be in order that we might be what this world needs to be sustained and to realize the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that sustains us. It's, the, it's the, an awareness of God's mercy. It's an awareness of God's presence that keeps us focused on goodness. It keeps us focused on God. That's where healing comes from. That's, where, that's, that's the solution for the world. So basically, the, the Lord is really calling us. This is, this is a deep calling here. Like, you're salt. And it's more than you just being, making steak taste good and french fries and all these things. But there's a significance that God is calling us to understand in a deeper way. Well, I, I think in, in doing the research, the fact that one, one of the interesting things that I found out was the fact that salt was used as currency. It was, and actually, when you look at the uh, root word of salary, where the word salary comes from, it comes from, it's a, a derivative of the word salt because you know, in those times, salt was was such a, a commodity that even Roman soldiers would be paid mm. with the currency of salt. Wow. So there is value in the mineral salt. So mm -hmm. when God, when Jesus is saying that we are the salt of the earth, he's saying we, we are the value in the earth. Mm. And the fact that there's so many uh, symbolisms that, mm -hmm. that salt has in the Bible. Salt was used to symbolize covenant with God. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about the fact that, you know, if we are the salt of the earth, when God looks on the earth and he sees us sprinkled on the earth, he's remembering the covenant, you know, that he has with wow. us, yeah. right? I thought about the fact that salt is used as preservation, right? It was used to preserve uh, fish. It was used to preserve meat. Mm -hmm. So we are called to preserve the earth, right? Yeah. Um, Getting back to my original point, the fact that salt had so much value, yeah. we are the ones that bring value to the earth. Yeah. So if we're losing our value, if we're losing the very essence of what we're called to be, then we have no more value in the earth. And yeah. then, then why would God hold on to the earth? You know, so we're yeah. basically what's keeping the earth sustained spiritually, mm -hmm. right? So. Mm -hmm. You know, that yeah, was hundred percent. I think it's important for us. This scripture's always been here. Like these verses and this 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 whole thing has already been here. Now all we've talked about is the first clause of this verse. And it's already loaded to the point that my brain hurts in trying to recollect all the 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 vast importance of just this mineral that we're talking about right now that is so vital to sustaining life on this planet. That because the oxygen that you're breathing in right now, um, beyond the food that you taste and all that, is contributed by the relationship with salt on this earth. It just makes you think about the great value that is shown to things that are unseen, right? And a lot of us, we may feel insignificant at times. We may feel like what we do doesn't really matter. You know, like a grain of salt. I mean, what's a grain of salt? Oh, what's the big deal about a grain of salt? Um, but this is really showing that it's not about being this grand thing. This is about just functioning how God designed you to function. And it's not, it's not salt on its own doesn't have the effect um, that it would have until it's mixed with water and then dissolved. 
and then picked up by the atmosphere and creating. So there's a whole lot of things that God has attached to our lives, attached to us, people, relationships, resources, things like that, that you are an ingredient and a key ingredient in the, in the production of goodness seen by God in this earth. You are a valuable participant in God's plan to bring glory on this earth. And I just wanted to, yeah. to add, uh, Minister Marcella had shared that um, salt put on frozen meat will, mm -hmm. will um, help soften it, yeah. which I didn't think about yeah. too, which is, is a good point that it, it, it serves the purpose of tenderizing yeah. That's great. whatever it gets put on, which is another function that if you think about it, we have, if, if, if we are called to minister to people, in, in, in some cases, that would mean tenderizing mm -hmm. their hearts, mm -hmm. like you said, mm -hmm. you know, that's transforming hardened hearts and tenderizing so that they're able to receive what, what God would have to say to them or what God would have. Um, one of the other uh, interesting things was the fact that in that time, salt was not necessarily pure. So it is thought by theologians and, and historians that the salt of the of their day was impure. It would be considered impure. Mm -hmm. It was not pure salt. Because regular salt, like at its its purest form, cannot lose its flavor because its salt is just salt. But when it's mixed with other things, um, other minerals and such, mm -hmm. it, it becomes impure. So and when when that compound is exposed to elements, the rain, wind, stuff like that, it start the salt will evaporate and what you're left with is a white powdery substance that may emulate the look of salt, but it's not gonna have the effect of salt. Mm. So that brought my mind to um, you know, in Jude where it says, you know, how we can have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof, right? Mm -hmm. Because we may look like we have the function of what salt should be doing, but if we don't have the essence of the salt inside of us, then we, again, we are of no function. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I mean, there, there's so many it's properties crazy. of it's salt. Crazy. Salt, is it's used, crazy. salt is used to heal. There's healing properties in salt. Um, when I was looking it up last night, um, it was saying how salt when you breathe it in, not necessarily ingesting it, but mm -hmm. when you breathe in salt, they have different machines um, that sort of ionize the salt into the atmosphere and you're able to breathe it in. And that in turn heals respiratory issues, uh, oh. respiratory issues with mucus in the lungs. Mm -hmm. um, people that have hard time breathing, they can breathe the salt through the air and that has healing properties. Salt purifies. There's so there, there's crazy. so many functions of salt. Yeah. And with all of those functions, you know, Jesus was comparing and paralleling us to what our functions in the earth should be. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's 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 excellent. And you as you're listening, you may also think about, okay, well, salt also does this, and salt also does that. And I take that as God encouraging you to open up your mind and allow what you already understand about this very common mineral to, to, to be applicable to what the Lord is calling you to be, right? Um, and like you said, the healing properties in the body also is very important that there's electricity in our body that causes our muscles to move, that causes different um, um, processes in our bodies to function. 
heart to beat and all that stuff. All of that has to do with pumps that are in our body that are triggered by salt intake. And this is why also taking in too much salt and the wrong function of salt can also be detrimental. So there's, there's, this, there's this understanding of the value and anything that's valued but misused, anything that's valuable and or misused can end up being detrimental, right? So there's a scripture that I kind of thought about that was really, really interesting. And we'll probably go through this a little more as far as we talk about the practicality of salt. And like you said, you know, in our interactions with other people and that kind of thing. Colossians chapter four, verse six says something very interesting. And it says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Mm, that's very interesting. Let your speech, what comes out of you, what people get from you, um, the, the life-giving aspect of it. The Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of your tongue, that those who indulge in it will eat the fruit of it, right? So that, that's, that's, a, that's a dynamic across the board. So that is, if you're speaking positive things or you're speaking negative things, not only are you going to, you that indulge it are going to be the, you, you're going to have to reap the benefits or the negative consequences of our words, but we also have to realize that this is something that we are giving out to other people. You, you can't stop the, 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 the life-giving power of your words. You, you can't control that, right? No, I just wanted to, I, it, it, it was in 2 Timothy, not Jude. Okay, no, that's okay. Yeah. I was thinking that's of. okay. Um, so, so, and that's the thing, <clears throat> and, and, and this is why the Lord holds us responsible for everything that we do. Every idle word that we speak, the Lord said we're going to give account for. That's the Bible. Everything that comes out of your mouth, the Lord is recording. Everything. Everything that you say, because he spoke and it was. And we are like God. He, he created, we are created in his image and likeness. So when we speak, we put things into the atmosphere. We talk to people. We deal with people. Words are not just coming out. There's a life-giving. There's consequential um, things happening in an unseen world that we don't really, you know, see evidence of physically. But you know, even when we talked about that experiment with the water and the, and the, the words that are spoken, um, the words have to be seasoned with salt, right? So seasoned with the intent of vitality, seasoned with the intent to preserve, seasoned with the intent to heal, seasoned with the intent to make things better and not worse. And this is why God holds us accountable for the postures of our hearts, because as it is in our hearts, that's how we speak. So we're dealing with unforgiveness, bitterness, all this other stuff inside, then the seasoning of salt that God's created us to be is now being contaminated by a heart that is not as pure as it could be for us to be a channel of God's goodness. So you see how it's all connected? Like it's a lot, sometimes we try to fit, we, we feel like um, that, that we, we can somehow bypass what God is calling us to be. When God called you to be uh, what he designed you to be, whether you realize it or not, you know, and this, this is, this is even more so for us who have a relationship with God, that becoming more aware of what he's called us to be and the sensitivity and the, the care that we take in everything that we say, everything that we are speaking over ourselves and to one another, he's calling us, let your speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt that, so that you may know how to answer each person so that you may know how, that you will understand your function and know how it works. 
understanding our neighbor, understanding each other, and being able to really show God's grace to others. Because the Lord says you are the salt of the earth, there is a passivity, a passive function that you already have without thinking about it. So this is, this is, this is, I hope this is encouraging to someone who really struggles with, am I doing enough for God? Who really struggles with, is my salvation enough? Is, is, I got to do more. I got to do more. And it becomes your effort rather than just being the salt of the earth that God called you to be and being aware of what your function in the earth is. Takes, really takes the work out of um, the believing aspect. It helps us with condemnation and overcoming that. It helps us to continue to walk in inner victory because that's going to let you understand that the process of the salt and the water and all that chemical stuff that we don't understand because we're not chemists, that we don't even have to know about that. Like you knowing about what salt is doing only helps you to understand that there's someone bigger and greater behind this whole process. And that me being in this earth, me being a part of the family of God, me being implanted at my workplace, me being implanted at my family, me having gone through what I've gone through and what is produced out of me because I love the Lord, because I gave my life to the Lord, has a passive effect on those around me. And if my focus is on, God, I want to be all that you called me to be, that work being done through me is going to be a work of God. And it's a sovereign work of God that happens. It's not me trying to be salt. He said, you are. He didn't say, try to be the salt of the earth, because that's what I want you to be. He said, you are. So then it's our, it's, it's our job to understand, okay, well, what do you mean by that, Lord? And what kind of salt am I? Am I kosher salt? Am I sea salt? Am I, like, what, what am I? Like, what am I? What, what, how can I better understand who you've made me so that I can just be? and free myself to be not what I think I need to be, not what other people say I should be, not what the prototype of a Christian is, not what this, how can I be who you already predestined me to be? He said, you are the salt of the earth. Heavy, right? It's deeper than tasting good. It's, it's, it's deeper than preserving things. It's deeper. There's a dynamic aspect to you that God has created. And I want to encourage you, we want to encourage you to open up yourself and your mind to understanding what the Lord has called you to do. And make this that purpose in this year, that this year, more than any other thing, that I want to know, Lord, who you have called me to be. I want to, I want to see myself the way you see me. I want to be in this earth, a vessel that is used by you, not because of my own efforts, but because of what you already predestined me to be. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day. Thank you, Lord. Uh, yet another Sunday that you have graced us to be able to see, God. We thank you and we praise you for that, God. We thank you for this year and what this year will bring. Thank you. And what this year holds for us, God. We thank you because you are reminding us at the very beginning what our function is. Mm. Our function is not, our purpose is not to gain as much as we can this year. It's not to achieve worldly yes, uh, success and gains. But this year is about being salt and life and uh, light in the earth. Yes, Lord. You have called us to this and you have reminded us at the top of this year, God. I pray, God, that you would uh, allow our, our ears to be open to receive. Let our yes, hearts Lord. be 
good ground to be able to receive what you are saying to us yes, early sir. so that we can go through this year being salt and light mm. so that we can not lose our flavor and lose our function, but that we might be able to carry out the plan and purpose that you have for us in this earth, God. Yes, I pray, God, for all the listeners, all the all the participants, that God, that you would uh, meet them where they are, even yes. as they are participating in this consecration, that you will meet them where they are, that you will honor their sacrifices, that you will honor their time that they have set aside to communicate with you, to talk with yes, you, Lord. to commune with you, to be intimate with you. God, I pray, God, that you would meet us, that you will truly meet us in these hundred days. I pray, God, that you will continue to touch the bodies of your people, God. Yes, Lord, Thank Lord you, we Thank curse you, Lord. every spirit of infirmity, yes. everything that would try to attach itself to us, Jesus. God. We receive that healing is our portion. Yes. Healing is the children's bread yes. so that we will continue to walk in divine healing. As we walk in your purpose for our lives, mm. we receive the healing that you have for us, God. Yes. So I pray that you continue to touch the bodies of your people, God. I pray that you continue to touch the minds and the hearts of your people, God. And as always, I pray, God, that you give us the grace to endure the things that have not changed, that mm. will not change. I pray you give us the mercy when we fall short of the call that we have on our lives, God. And I pray that you would give us the favor to obtain the things that we cannot on our own for your glory, God. I pray, God, that you remind us throughout the week what you have said today, God. Yes, God. Remind us that we are salt in this earth. Mm. We thank you and we praise you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We want to know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.